With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Pei Tes, page 89. We begin on the bottom of Pei Ches Beis, page 88b. Four lines from the bottom. Beginning of the Gemara, the Gemara asks a question on the mission. The mission we said that if there's a rumor that goes out about a woman that she's married, so we assume the rumor is true, we don't stop the rumor. If a rumor goes out about a woman that she's divorced, we also assume that it's true, we do not stop the rumor. So the Gemara asks, Is it true that if, she, if the rumor goes out that she's divorced, we forbid her to her husband? Whenever we have a rumor that's going out after she's already completed the second stage of marriage, we do not take heed to that rumor. We don't listen to it. The Gemara says, this is what it means. So let's say the rumor went out that she just got married. So we believe it, and she's considered married. Let's say the rumor says she got married, and she subsequently got divorced. So in fact, we can assume that she is indeed divorced, and therefore she's allowed to marry whoever she wishes. Now, the Gemara continues. On the top. My What's the reason? Because since you have the rumor, and that which destroys the rumor along with it, therefore both parts are believed. And we go on. Amar Rava. Rava says like this. Let's say you have a penuya. Rashi says, we're talking about a woman who is not married, but the word goes out about her that she had relations with a non-Jew or with a slave, and thus she's no longer permitted to be married to a Kohen. In we do not believe this rumor. We do not, we don't have to be worried about this rumor. My time, we can assume that whoever started the rumor saw that she was behaving in an immodest way, but she didn't actually have any kind of relations with, the, with these people. This would be like a machlokes tanoim. Let's say a woman, so she eats in the marketplace, she eats outside in public, which is not a, a very modest thing to do. Or she walks around uh, in a haughty way in public. Or she nurses her child in public. In all these cases, the mayor says this woman is a modest and she should be divorced. Rikiva says, no, you have to wait until the rumors have spread about her such that the women who spin their threads at night by the light of the moon are talking about her. I guess those are the women who are talking all the gossip. So if the gossip has gotten there, so then the person should divorce his wife. Amr Allah Rabbi Yecham Anuri, Rabbi Yecham Anuri said, if so, then no daughter of Abraham, our forefather, is going to be able to live underneath her husband because there's always going to be someone who's going to start some rumor who doesn't like her. And therefore, there's always going to be some rumor going around and he's going to have to divorce his wife. So he says, no, the Torah says that you have to find some matter of licentiousness. Later on it says, that you need two or three people, two or three witnesses, in order to create a matter that should be significant. Just like over there, when it says the word Dover, it means something that's clear, something that comes through witnesses. So to over here, in order for a person to have to divorce his wife, it has to be something that's absolutely clear. And therefore, since this is not something that's clear, it's just a rumor that's going around, the man does not have to divorce his wife. The Gemara continues. We learned on Abraissa. Let's say the rumor goes out in the city that a woman who is, as far as we know, she's not married. So the rumor goes out that she had relations with somebody. We don't pay heed to such a rumor. And over here, let's say the rumor goes out that Chalitza was done with her. We don't pay heed to such a rumor. Let's say the rumor goes out that she has been previously married for a while and nobody knew about it as far as we knew. She was she was actually single, so we don't pay heed to such a rumor. Arusa in let's say the rumor goes out that she completed the first stage of marriage, betrothal, so we don't consider such a rumor. Shalayla Plaini, let's say the rumor goes out that she got married today, but it doesn't say to whom. The rumor doesn't say, in we don't pay heed to such a rumor. 
Let's say the rumor goes out that she got married today to, in a different city. That rumor we also don't pay heed to. Let's say the rumor goes out that she's a bastard. We also don't pay heed to such a rumor. We don't pay heed to a rumor that she is a maidservant. We do not pay heed to a rumor that says that a man uh, gave all of his possessions to the temple or that he made all of his possessions ownerless. Omer Ula, Ula says that the basic way for us to understand how we know when it's considered a good rumor is not if a person heard a rumor that was like an echo. That you have circumstantial evidence that's very substantial. For example, you have candles burning, and you have the recliner set out, and people going in and out, and they're saying that so-and-so, this woman, has got, is getting married today. So the says, They're saying that she's getting married. Who says that she actually got married? So we say, rather say, They're saying that she got married. We have a similar thing that Levi stated from a It's not enough to hear a rumor. You have the candles lit and the recliner set. And these women who are spinning by the light of the fire. They're happy for her. They're rejoicing for this woman who got married. And they're saying that this woman got married today. They said that she's getting married. Who says that she got married? I'd rather say that they're saying that she got married, not that she is getting married. Again, it's not that they heard some kind of rumor. You have these these candles that are lit and the recliner is spread out. People going in and out. Amru Davar, if they said something, meaning they said that she got married, Zehu Kol, then it's considered a good rumor. Loy Amru Davar, Zehu Amasla. If they didn't say something significant, if they didn't say that she got married, so then that's like an Amasla. Wait, so the Gemara says, Loy Amru, if they didn't say anything, Vahaloy Amru Vilekum, they haven't said a thing at all. So how can you say that it's considered an Amasla? An Amasla means that there's a rumor that went out, and we had something that went out again to contradict that rumor. So over here, if they said nothing, then there's no rumor to begin with. So the Gemara answers, La Pukemi the Rabba Bar Ravhuna. Actually, what it means is it's coming to exclude that which Rabbi Baravuna says. The Amar, He says that if you have a rumor that goes out, so you can have something to, co- to contradict and cancel out that rumor up to 10 days later. So this statement in the name of Rabbi Yechanan is actually coming to exclude that. If you said something which is as if you didn't say anything, Rashi explains meaning. You said something and along with it you said something to cancel it. So that's called that you didn't say because you said it right away. But if you said something, in other words, there was a rumor that started, and if, and if you want to cancel out that rumor, and you want to have an amasla, and it comes later on, so that's not considered that it's going to cancel out the original rumor. Only if the cancellation occurs along with the original rumor. It's not enough to hear a rumor. Rather, it has to be that they're saying, from where did this guy hear it? Me plenty hit her from so and so. Uplani me plenty, and that person heard it from so and so. Ubaikin vahalchin, and we continue to check and go back. Achim again the davar habar until we get to a matter that's absolutely clear. The Gemara says, wait, davar habar. If it's absolutely clear, it is malaisahu. Then it's considered absolutely good testimony. Elokias or Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda. Rather, when Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda came, Amar Biavi said in the name of Rabbi Abba, Amar Rav Huna, who said in the name of Rav Huna, Amar Rav, in the name of Rav. Loish Hashem Kol Habara. It's not that you heard a rumor, Elokides Shayamu, but rather in order that we be able to say plainly, Mehechan Shama, Mei 
Uplani. Where did this guy hear it from? He heard it from so and so. Uplani me plani, and that guy heard it from so and so. The person who originally started the rumor has gone off to a faraway land. Omar le Abaye le Rav Yosef Abaye said the following to Rav Yosef: Mevatlinon kalo oiloi mevatlinon. Do we cancel out a rumor or not? Meaning, if the rumor has been spread and we don't know if there's veracity to it, or we can assume that there is no veracity to it, it's not it's not confirmed. So do we cancel it out? Do we 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 stop this rumor where where it stands? Omar le. So he said: Midamar Rav Chizda Achish Mevikshirim. From the fact that Rav Chizda says we don't believe it until we've heard it from someone we know is a substantial witness. So from that fact, we can deduce from there that otherwise we do in fact cancel out a rumor. So he responded and said, From the fact that Rav Shisha said that even if you heard it from a woman, it's considered a good rumor. We can deduce from there that we don't cancel out rumors. So he responded and said, actually, this is an issue that they had a different minog, uh, a different custom in these two different places. In Sura, so they would cancel out any kind of rumor. But in Harda, so they would not cancel out the rumors. There was a certain woman <coughs> who the rumor went out that she had gotten married to a certain uh, student in the yeshiva. So Rav Chama brought the father of this girl in front of him, and he said to him, Tell me what happened. So the father responded and said, He uh, married her with some kind of condition, on the condition that he wouldn't go to this place called Bechazoi. But nevertheless, he went, meaning the condition was not completed. So therefore, the rumor is actually not good. It's not a true rumor. So he responded and said, Since at the time when the rumor went out, we didn't have this, this response, this canceling factor. So at this point already, it's too late to create this new amasa to, to cancel out the original rumor. And unfortunately, the rumor remains extant. There was a certain woman who a rumor went out that she got married. With a pit of a date, of, a, of an unripened date. The at the Ma'ayan, Rashi says, the spring of that town. So Rav Bar Avin sent this question in front of Abayi, what's going to be in this case? Even according to the one who says that we do not ordinarily cancel out any kind of rumor, in this case we will in fact cancel out the rumor. Why? Because people will say, people will not think that the rumor is substantive at all. Why? Because they'll say, Yinu behu that the rabbis, they looked into the Kedushan, into this marriage, and there wasn't enough value in the thing that they were getting married with in order to complete the marriage. So therefore, since people would say that, therefore we can assume that people will say that, and people will believe the fact that this rumor is not substantial, and therefore the rabbis can indeed stop the rumor in its tracks. There's a certain woman that the rumor went out that she got married. We turned to Petasma Bez, to one of the, the people in a certain place, and it didn't specify which person. Even according to the one that says that we do not cancel out normally a rumor, in this case we will. Because people will say, they'll be able to figure out. That people will be able to assume that the rabbis looked into the matter and they saw that this, this, the marriage that took place was between her and a minor who actually looks like, physically in appearance, he looks like he's an adult, but nevertheless, he's a person who's still considered a minor. There was another story with a woman who the rumor went out about her, that she got married to a minor who looks like an adult. So Mordechai said to Ravashi, that there was a story, that they said, 
said about a certain person who was still a minor, that he hasn't re- yet reached that which the verse says in regards to Palgus Ruven. Shanamar, the verse says, the Palgus Ruven, Gedelem Chikrelev. The verse says that only adults have that ability of understanding. So basically, Rashi explains that what he was saying was that since this person, who he looks like physically like an adult, but nevertheless, when he interacts with people, it's clear that this person is not an adult, that he acts like a minor. So therefore, people will know that there, in fact, was a marriage to someone who was not an adult, and therefore the marriage, people will assume, was not a good marriage. Now the Gemara continues, We said in the Mishnah that if there's a rumor, and there's a second thing which comes along with it that's canceling it out, so then the rumor is irrelevant. Rabbi Baruchuna says like this, This that we said is mitigating factor that they were talking about, Even if the mitigating factor came to light up to 10 days after the original rumor. Rav Zvid says, not only if there's a mitigating factor that's expressly being spread, but even if there's a possibility that there was a mitigating factor, and we can assume that there was, that mitigating factor is true, then we, we assume that that mitigating factor was indeed true, and we cancel out the original rumor. Rav Papa asks on Rav Zvid, is it true? The Mishnah says that you need to have some mitigating factors, not just enough that there's a possibility of a mitigating factor. So he responded and said that is actually what the Mishnah means. The Mishnah means that there is a possibility of a mitigating factor. It doesn't mean that there actually was a mitigating factor. So now Rav Kahana turns to Rav Papa who asked the question, you don't hold like Rav Zvid that if there's a possibility we assume that it's true. But now we see it, there's a Mishnah that seems to imply that in fact we do, as long as there's a possibility, we do assume that it's true. This Katcha, let's say we have a woman who her husband had went off to a faraway land, he didn't come back. And then a single witness came and said that he died. So now she went and got married. And the husband came back and said, hi, I'm here, I'm not dead. So as long as they only completed the first stage of marriage, so she's allowed to go back to her first husband. Because since she hasn't had any relations with this guy, so she's allowed to go back to her first husband. Is it not because we say, why can she go back? Because people will say, they'll realize like this. What will people think? People will think, look, this first guy divorced his wife before, I guess it was the common practice, before someone would go off on a long trip, that it was a possibility he wouldn't come back from. So he divorced his wife. And, and now, so she went and she got married to someone else. And what happened? And then her, and she's going back to the first husband, so that's forbidden. The Torah says she's not allowed to do that. So what, what will people say? That there's some mitigating factor. It's possible, or it's likely, or we can assume, that the second guy who married her, married her with a condition. That condition was that if he comes back, then this marriage is null and void. And that's why she's allowed to go back to the first guy. So here we see that if there's a possibility of making an assumption that there's, that there's something that happened, which is a mitigating factor, and here there's not just a rumor that we're canceling out, but we're actually canceling out the second marriage. So therefore, we do assume that, and we do assume that people think that. So the Gemara answer is, no, Shani Hasam, it's, it's not true. It could be that the reason over there has nothing to do with the fact that people will assume that there's a mitigating factor. But rather, the Asi Ma'ar, the husband himself is coming and saying, I never divorced my wife. I am back. This guy, the second marriage is nothing. It's absolutely, didn't start, didn't begin, didn't end. So that's why she can go back to the first husband. So now the Gemara asks, if so, even in a case where she actually completed her marriage with the second guy, meaning she has already had relations with him, so she should also be able to go back to the first husband. Here he is coming and saying that this, this relationship never began. The second marriage is absolutely null and void. Why is it that she can go back? Why is it that she, I'm sorry, she can't go back to the first husband if she got completely married? So what we're saying is, it would seem to imply that the issue is because at that point, the people will not be able to say that there was a conditional marriage. Here they completed the marriage. So it's, it's a 
again a proof that we're going back to the first statement that if there's room to assume something, people assume something. And that's why it's permitted for him to go back, for her, I'm sorry, to remarry her first husband. So the Gemara says, Nises the Avda Yisura, in the case where she got married, meaning fully married to the second guy, where she did already something which was forbidden, meaning she's still married to the first guy. And she went and she had relations with the second guy. I mean, she was considered an Ish as Ish. She was married to the first guy and having relations with someone else. So in, that, in such a case, Kansua Rabbanon, the rabbi said that she can't go back to the first guy, despite the fact that everyone knows that she's not really married to the second guy. So she can't go back to the first guy because we wanted there to be something that happens in the end that would be problematic. So so that she'll think real hard before she completes her marriage with the second guy. But rather she'll she'll make the assumption or she'll think, maybe I shouldn't be marrying this guy. Niskacha, of the Yisura, however, where she only completed the first stage of marriage and the husband comes back, and she hasn't done anything wrong yet, she hasn't had any relations with the, with the second man, like on Sua Rabban. And so the rabbis didn't make a knas, they didn't make a fine, they didn't make it tough for her and say she can't go back to the first husband. But really, it has nothing to do with the fact that we make assumptions. But rather, it only has to do with the fact that the husband is now coming and saying, this is my wife, that she never got divorced from me, she's completely married to me, and the second marriage is absolutely null and void. Now the Gemara continues. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, Any rumor that was not verified in a court, it's not considered a good rumor. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi said, furthermore, any rumor that comes about after a woman is completely married, we don't take heed to that rumor. If the rumor states that she was previously married, all of a sudden you're telling us this information, we don't believe it. But that would imply that if, let's say, the rumor came about that she was previously married and she had only completed the first stage of marriage, betrothal, we would indeed be worried about that rumor. Rav Chaviva says, Even if the rumor comes about before she's completed the marriage completely, but only done the first stage of marriage, nevertheless, we still do pay heed to such a rumor. The Hilcha said, Allah is that we do not pay heed to such a rumor. They sent from the Yeshiva Rav the following question to Shmuel. Please teach us our master. Let's say there was a rumor that she had married a first person. And someone else came along and married her. In such a way that it, we know for sure that the second Kedushan was done correctly. What's the halacha? Is, is there going to be an issue here or not? He responded and said, They need to separate. But you need to clarify some matters. And let me know. My he, what is the matter that needed to be clarified? If it's if if the matter that needs a clarification is that we need to find out if the first marriage was considered a good marriage. If it wasn't, so then we completely nullify that rumor. Where was Shmuel? He was found in Naharda. And in Naharda, they would not cancel that rumor. So that can't be what needed to be clarified. Ella, but rather, what was the clarification that was needed? If we find out that, in fact, the rumor was true and the first guy was indeed married to her, so then we would not require her to get a second a get from the second guy. So if that's the case, so now we'll the Rav Huna. So that would make it that Shmuel is actually arguing on a statement of Rav Huna, Dama Rav Huna. Rav Huna says, Isha a woman who's married, and she goes and she accepts a marriage from someone else, so she's considered married to the second person, because she wouldn't have the audacity to marry someone else if she's still married to a first person. So Shmuel is saying actually the exact opposite, that if she went and she was married previously, and she went and she accepted condition from someone else, the second condition are irrelevant. She's still married to the first guy, and she doesn't even need a get from the second guy. 
So where does Rav Huna learn his halacha from? Either Rav Hamnuna. He learns it from Rav Hamnuna. Dama Rav Hamnuna. Rav Hamnuna says, "Aisha Shamar Labayla, a person, a woman who says to her husband, Girashtani, that you have divorced me. Nemanas, she's believed. Why? Chazaka inisha me isapanem b'fnei Labayla. We have a chazaka. We know that it's always true that a woman never has the audacity to say something like this in front of her husband if it's not true. So therefore, it's not only is it true in a case where she's saying that she that he divorced me, but even in a case where she was previously married and she went and she got married to someone else, Rav Huna holds that it would apply there as well. That she wouldn't have the audacity to do that unless it was true. So what does Shmuel hold? When did Rav Hamnuna say his things? Only if it's in front of him. Then she doesn't have the audacity. However, if it's not in front of her husband, she would have the audacity to go and accept the Kedushim from someone else. Let's say we couldn't clarify the matter and we can't find out if the first guy indeed, the one who they're claiming based on this rumor, was married to her. What do we do? says, So you get a get from the first guy, and she's allowed to marry the second guy. But you can't go and get a divorce from the second guy and go back to the first guy. Why? My time, what's the reason? Because people will say that she was originally married to the first guy, the first guy divorced her, the second guy married her, divorced her, and, and now she's going back to her first guy that's forbidden from the Torah. And, and there was, a, there was a, an erison with the first guy that she's going back to the first guy. Rav Shisha braid the Rav Idi Amar. Rav Shisha braid the Rav Idi says like this: Af she can even go back to the first guy. Why? Amri, because people will say, "Aini Rabbanu that the rabbis looked into the matter, into this second, the second marriage, and, and it was clearly a mistake because the first guy was really the one who was married to her, and therefore no one will say that she went and she is going back to the first guy. Now, let's say both the first one that people are saying she got married to and the second one that people are saying she got married to are both based on rumors. What's going to be the halacha? Papa says that even in this case, she can only uh, get divorced from the first guy and stay married to the second guy because we're afraid that if she goes back to the first guy, people will say that, she's, that someone's being master grushatsa, he's remarrying someone that, that she had already gone and married someone else. Meimer says, that no, in this case, she's permitted to go back to either one. No one's going to make such a mistake. And therefore, the halacha is that she is in fact permitted to go back to either one of them, whoever she wishes to marry.